Wait, are we already recording? Wait, are we are we recording now? Why do you, why are you guys not telling me anything? Are we recording? Are we not recording? Okay, I'm okay. I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. Let me let me take this here real quick. Okay, okay, I'm ready now. For all my people out there that got a job. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Breathe the Black Sheep. I am your host, Brianna, the back, the, <laughs> are we going to take another say? Okay, fuck it. The Black Bachelorette, because <laughs> I don't want these niggas. These niggas want me. And that shit holds true to this day, because y'all niggas still be in my inbox for whatever reason. Why y'all low-key shaming me? <laughs> How has everybody been? How's y'all week? Um, I know I haven't been recording. I haven't recorded in a couple weeks because shit, shit has just been crazy. Like I've been losing my damn mind trying to really keep it the fuck together and just keep it all at bliss. (laughs) I know that this has been probably the shittiest year of everyone's life. So if you was surviving, you is thriving. Like just waking up each day is something to be proud of. Like, oh my God. Um, so at the beginning, I'm just going to do like this quick segment. It's called getting my net off. Like, I'm just going to go on and get this quick net off. Y'all know I love to masturbate. Let me just bring y'all a couple things that have been just a little bit crazy. Oh, wait. Yeah, I haven't been recording because um, just the shit that's been going on in my life, which I know I got a promotion, void all that, no and void, fuck my job, not working there anymore, I'm officially done with the post office, you heard it here first, I'm gonna do a whole episode on the pod, uh, uh, on the post office, but I was waiting until I didn't work there anymore to really expose them like this, so yeah, y'all in for a hella surprise with that one, but um, yeah, that's all that, I've just been figuring out everything, and um, really what I'm gonna do, so that's really what's been going on, so yeah. As far as me getting this nut off, I'm just going to bring you three quick things fast that just have rubbed me the wrong way this week. First of all, I know everybody is talking about this. I have got to touch on it. The Larsa Pippen shit. This, I'm so tired of, of even hearing this woman's name in the news. Like at this point, we don't even think about Scottie Pippen anymore. We just, she's just got so much shit that it's like, you know her for the Kardashians, her drama, everything. You don't even know her Scottie Pippen's wife because she's just been making a name for herself in the worst ways. But um, all you black dudes who be marrying women like this, who are like carbon copies of black women with poke lips and injected bodies, y'all deserve all the karma that you get because these hoes leave you high and dry every single time and be publicly like humiliating y'all. I digress. So Lars is making headlines this week for dating I mean, not for not for dating yet another famous black NBA player, not for dating a man half her age. No, not for hoeing during Corona while she should be with her her children. You know, that's not headlines. I mean, I, too, have been hoeing during Corona when I should have been home my children. So we ain't about to shame her for that. (laughs) Um, She's making headlines because she's dating another black NBA player half her age who is married. So Larsa, the biggest bully during the um, Jordan Woods debacle, basically is out here thotting and bopping with somebody's husband, half her damn age, 
and really had all that to say about Jordan over a fucking kiss, which low-key proves that ain't nobody cared about protecting Chloe or gave a damn about her. It was just about the fact that Jordan was fucking black and they wanted her to stay in her place. Whatever. Anyways, um, this really isn't even about Larsa. I'm not really upset that she's being as dumb as she is. This is actually about the nigga that she is thawing and bopping with. Um, his name is Malik Beasley, and if you look him up, he look like a Beasley-ass nigga, but, um, I just be feeling like these niggas who, who like these racially ambiguous women, they always seem to pair right up with ain't shitness. Like, they just be doing, like, the most ain't shitness-ass shit that there is to do. Like, these niggas and ain't shitness go together like milk and cereal or, like, I don't know, noodles and being broke. Like, y'all just be committed to doing ain't shitness. So, yeah. This man just got married this year, but that is not what just trips me out the worst. This man just got married this year to his Asian-looking wife who looked better than Larsa anyway. Um, and had a whole situation where he pulled a, a rifle out on some family that was... Sorry, guys, my computer's right here. On a family that was doing some type of tour in his neighborhood. This nigga pulled a rifle out on them and their child and had a whole shit ton of weed at his house. So... When the cops arrived, um, oh, and the family was white, of course, because, of course, that's why they cared. Showed up to this nigga house. It was just loud ass weed. You could just smell the weed down the damn street, apparently. And um, his wife took the charge. His wife said, this is my weed. They found two pounds of weed on this nigga. Like, I know when people say you so like, like I could, you smell like a pound of weed. This nigga had two pounds of weed. You could literally, he literally smelled like two pounds of weed and his Asian wife took the charge for him and he still got charged so even though she took the charge he should have took the charge like a man told them if she had nothing to do with it he let this woman take the charge and still got charged and for the rifle and holding these people at gunpoint and um yeah I just feel like after all that you still cheat on your wife the same year that she does all this for you like it's just a whole nother level to ain't shitness but it just never surprised me. Cheating, we all expect that. But damn, nigga, you cheat on your wife after she just took a charge like this. Like, you niggas ain't shit. And apparently now they have filed for divorce. She, The woman has filed for divorce. The nigga ain't giving a fuck. And it's just, I just would like to say right now, women, stop protecting these niggas because they ain't shit and they don't give a fuck. Like, she did all that and this nigga still publicly humiliated her. But yeah. Take a charge for a man, married a nigga, have kids with a nigga, and he'll still leave you for a white bitch twice your age. I don't know. Just to go eat bonds, bonds, and calabasas, bitch, is crazy to me. I feed you bonbons all night. Yeah, anyways, the second thing that I just really had to get my nut off about, um, I know y'all have seen this video of this white man who had a chainsaw and chased this black woman. Well tried to chase her and try to scare her with his chainsaw and was aggressively coming towards her like he was gonna chop her ass down she goes not today and she unloads in this nigga i mean she pulls out a gun and she literally unpacks on this nigga if you have not seen that video you have to watch it it's spectacular you never you don't think that black women will just be walking around packing like that and would be as calm as she was and I think she was like 24 years old she was young and 
the stance she had and the way she was like, not today, bitch, is just legacy. The ancestors is all up in her spirit and I just love it. You have to go watch the video. I was about to uh, play a clip, but I can't find it and I ain't got time right now. So (laughs) the third thing that I wanted to talk about was um, the fact that I went to H-E-B this week and I saw that this black woman, she parked her car all the way at the end of the parking lot. So I was already in the parking lot smoking a blunt in my car. So that's the only reason I was back there. But she took her car all the way past these empty parking spots and parked at the end of the driveway. Got out and was walking with the limp all the way to the front of H-E-B. And um, I just kept wondering why she did it. It's not like she had a nice car and she didn't want people to touch it. Her car was like it was a regular car. It wasn't anything um, over the top for you to go out of your way to to park there and she just she took that mile all the way up to H-E-B and it just baffled me because I too am a black woman and just it couldn't be me I would never in my life park at the end of a parking lot and walk to the front like I just wouldn't especially if there's parking spots and if there ain't parking spots I'm gonna loop around the parking lot for about 17 minutes until I find a parking spot. I'm just that lazy. I just don't understand anyone who has the courage and the audacity to really walk their ass all the way up the parking lot. So shout out to you, black woman, queen, heroine of my day, because she had a limp and everything. She was like, I'm about to get this, this little stretch in. So shout out to you for getting your nut off as I got my nut off mentioning you. So yeah, that's uh, my quick three things for you guys and let's get into this episode. So um, this week I wanted to talk to you guys about feelings, <laughs> ill feelings. I know like even saying the word gives me chills because you know, your girl just don't do them. I just don't do feelings. It's liberating for me to be a strong black woman and not show that side of me. I don't, I'm not really emotional with anyone. Like I don't really cry and just I love to express myself and speak about everything that I want to say, but I don't like to do it with a lot of sadness, anger. I just like to be very clear and direct because it just feels like you don't have to always be emotional about things. But um, I thought to bring this idea to you guys because I was on the phone with D. I was having a breakdown the other night and I was on FaceTime with D and uh, Every time that I'm talking to her and I'm about to cry or I'm upset, like I literally move the phone or I just stop talking and until I can get it together. Cause it's like, I'm literally working and not making myself cry. I'm deliberately trying to get it together so I can continue to precisely tell her how I'm feeling without being emotional. And of course, Dee is my best friend, my most vulnerable person in this world. Like she's seen parts of me. I've seen parts of her that like probably nobody has seen I don't know why I'm telling you guys that she's probably listening like what's wrong with this bitch why is she trying to make us look gay no but (laughs) seriously we're best friends like we share everything so the fact that I'm constantly doing that after like almost a decade of friendship with someone why why am I so scared to to let someone I know who is going to be okay with me crying not like why do I not want to be sad and cry with her So it opened a conversation up for me to just talk to other people about it, other women to see why do we feel like that? Why do we not want to cry? And some of the answers I've got was weakness. We don't want to seem weak. 
And it's amazing because we're already seen as the weaker species. We're the sex. I mean, not species, gender. Women already seen as weaker than men. And um, shout out to my little zitty cat that I love because I was trying to express to her why some boys feel the need to pick on on little on girls because I was like, we're already seen as the weaker gender. So they want to always like exert that dominance over us. And she was like, why would they think that they're not stronger than us? <laughs> and I just loved it because she's constantly telling me like, there's no different. Like if he can hit that hard, I can hit that hard. Please don't act like men are stronger than women. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I just constantly get that we're weaker. And even though we're supposed to be seen as the sensitive, the weaker ones, the feminine, the softer gender, we never want to let men see us sweat or see us be quote unquote weak. But what is so weak about showing your emotions? And I know it's not just a woman thing because, of course, men don't show their emotions at all. And it's seen as strength to do so because I'm not about to let this bitch see me crack. Like, I'm not about to let her see me be vulnerable. That's what it is. We think we're stronger by not being vulnerable with someone because you protect yourselves from them penetrating you or or hurting you or doing anything. But if you never showing your vulnerability with someone, you're not really showing yourself and who you who you are. And I had a deep conversation with one of my friends because she was saying after a year talking to this dude, she had never once cried and would never even allow herself to be that vulnerable with him. And I was like, why? And she's like, because I don't want to get the, you know, oh, she's a fucking cry baby or like, I just don't want to make him think that I can't handle things. But what what that entail does is allow people to take advantage of us, because if you're not telling someone that I can't take this or this is too much or you you can't do this to me, and you don't show them that it hurts you. You don't show them that that I will cry over this or that this this affects me this much. You're not allowing them to accept responsibility for how they're treating you. And it is the reason why a lot of men get away with with treating women the way they do in relationships because you don't want to be seen as the one that's crying all the time bitching and moaning and getting on his nerves but you also are letting him take advantage of you and never showing him how much it hurts you so let me just get off the phone and cry in the corner in the shadows and never tell him and show him what he's doing to me but then you just also let him just get away with not taking responsibility for what he's doing to you and it um even in relationships, friendships, there's been a lot of time in friendships when I just cut a bitch off. Like I was just like, you know that you did this to me or this nigga know he did this to me. So I'm just cutting you off. I don't need to explain myself. You know that the loyalty was there on my end. So if you didn't show that same loyalty and show up with the same tools that I did, then fuck you. Like I'm not about to explain this shit to you. We not kids, but you basically shortchange yourself by not expressing to someone what they've done to you. And a lot of times in those relationships, when I just cut a bitch off and didn't really tell her like, you did this, you did this, you did this. I didn't allow her the opportunity to learn from that mistake and grow. If I didn't show you how you affected me and and was vulnerable enough for you to understand my feelings, how would you really know the depth, the depth of what you did to me? And a lot of times because I am the strong friend and I don't, do emotions like that people do think that you can just take stuff or what I did to you is not that big a deal I've been taking advantage of you for so long and this what you mad about well sometimes people have just had enough and you really really need to start expressing that to people 
And I know as I got when I was growing up, my mom, like she babied me. I had two dads and a mom. I was spoiled. And they just let me know that like it was okay to have these feelings. It was okay to blah, blah. But once I became I became a mom young and once I like really was grown in their eyes, which is what at 19, 20 from then on, it kind of you they didn't nobody, not my parents, nobody as we become adults. And I'm speaking as a black woman because this is how I feel for black women. As we become adults, they don't really care about your feelings. It People don't really sit there and want to baby your emotions and be like, that's how you feel. Oh, well, tell me more. They don't care. They're like, we have gone through this. We have gotten over this. We are the generation of being strong. So we don't give a damn if this is what you're sad about. As you become an adult, it is harder and harder to be vulnerable and express your feelings with someone because the world is telling you, I don't give a damn. So in turn, you're like, well, people don't give a fuck. So I'm going to keep telling them because, bitch, they need to know. Keep telling people how you feel. Express your feelings because if you make the world comfortable by not expressing your feelings to them and crying when you need to and and getting mad and becoming the angry black woman, they will run the fuck over you. They're counting on you making them more comfortable and shutting the fuck up. You have to be emotional. And I know for women, sometimes it comes at a price. It comes at a price when you're a CEO of your company, you go to work and cry. And it does show people that, that you're weak, but it also shows people that you're human. Like, it's so crazy. Like I was watching uh, The Housewives um, and this season is a season that Giselle De La Messi Bryant, she finally cracks. Y'all, I'm over here hitting the blunt, doing all type of things and just making a mess. Yeah, she she finally cracks. And um, I compared it to the season where Phaedra was called out for being the one who told Portia that Candy tried to rape her, yada, yada. And um, Phaedra was just so obsessed with having like this perfect image that she would never admit to anything she didn't admit to nothing and she just she didn't even just lie she just yeah she did lie but she also just didn't really say anything and as a viewer we were like this bitch is a sociopath like not cracking and having any emotion may made her feel strong and safe face like y'all not gonna get y'all a moment but you were wrong we needed to get that moment And we needed to see you be human because what happened when she didn't show her emotion? She was kicked right on off of that show. She was gone because people didn't get to. They were like, she ain't got no remorse. She lied and said this woman was a rapist. No remorse. Goodbye. So it is not always beneficial to save face. And that's what Giselle has been doing for so many seasons, for every season. She never wants to get her hands dirty. She never wants these girls to know that she, um, that she is faced, that she can be touched. So I hear that finally at this reunion, she is going to do just that. And I am so ready for it. And it is so redeeming for all the viewers because that's what we want to see too. And I I don't think it'll be like, oh, Giselle's going to have her moment and she's gone. No, this is a moment for her to be human and, and go up from there. Like everybody has had this moment. Nene, everyone, like if you want to really be a housewife, get your hands dirty, let people see you sweat, and then come back from that. I love that Karen shows her marriage not be perfect. I love that Ashley is real about her marriage not be perfect because that human thing is like, damn, bitch, I respect you. I respect that you you really being raw and honest and sincere in your emotions. Like, I love to see a housewife do that because that's what we're doing at home. I'm losing my mind. I'm crying. I'm 
at night not able to get my nut off because I'm just so fucking emotional about whatever else is going on. I need I need these people to, to, to show this. So I need us to all take that advice and actually try to be honest and, and raw and just express yourselves. I've been learning so much from Dee and Jen, my two friends, because Dee is a, such a lover that in a relationship, she's okay with kind of showing herself and, and, and um, putting herself out there as long as she knows that she did everything she could. Then she can walk away and be like, I, I did everything. Jen also is big and expressing herself. And it's just, it teaches me sometimes that if you express yourself and, and give everything and show everything in that moment, and when you walk away from it, you regret it less. It's like I did tell that person they did see me cry. They did know that I cared that much. Then that they can get a better understanding of who you are because you're showing them really how you feel. And I don't know why, like, we've we've watched our moms be strong. Like, I used to walk around and um, I used to brag all the time about the fact that I had never saw my mom cry. I'm like, only time I saw my mom cry is when... My great-grandma died, who was like her mom who raised her. I was like, Zuri, what's wrong? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, my God, y'all. She wanted, she literally uh, knocked on my uh, door just to ask if she could watch Blackish. Yeah, shout out to Blackish, because we've been watching some really good episodes that's been helping me um, parent. It's just, I love it and know that I'm doing the right thing. But yeah, I used to brag about not a ever seeing my mom cry and it was something that I tried to do with Zuri like just always be strong never cry never show that you know life was getting you down or life was tough but that shit made me feel like have unrealistic expectations like my mom was so strong all the time that anytime I was like cracking or feeling real human emotions it made me feel like something was wrong with me. It's like my mom didn't go through this. My mom didn't feel things. She just kept going. She never felt. She just did what she had to do all the time. If my dad did something, she just every day just kept going, kept going, kept going. That shit will have you having like the worst mental breakdowns of your life. You will be almost dying because you are not handling your emotions. Don't we've been through so much generational like things that we're trying we're trying to fight against generational curses generational ways that we've been taught um so don't beat yourself up about why we've been this way just work towards not being a fucking robot we we're human for a reason we have these emotions for a reason we have these tools to be able to work through life and we need to fucking use them like I have always felt like the people around me just didn't care about what I was upset about. And I hate that it's a part of our culture. Like when I go places and see other races of people, Mexican people or white people, they, when they're young, they're, they're more family oriented. They're constantly like, I'll see two little kids playing on on the park and they're like, oh, you want to go do this? They're kind to each other. Our little sons and cousins, when I see them, they're like, oh, you scraped your knee, get your ass up. Or or like they're real harsh with each other. It's like, it's it's almost funny when something happens to them. And I think it's really like our, our culture. Just, just like black people, anytime anything happens, there's always a joke to be made. And of course, we've always had to make jokes to get through the shit that we've gone through. But on a smaller level, we need to care more about each other's feelings. We need to really take the time out and listen and 
try to be more considerate of what other people are going through. Because if you want to express yourself and get what you're talking about out, you should be considerate of what other people are going through. Just plain and simple. And um, I feel like emotions are important just to your well-being. Like, love is huge. We love to love. So then why is it so hard to be emotional in relationships? Love, if we're already in a relationship, love is an emotion. It is a feeling. It is all of that. So why can't you be vulnerable with the person you love? Why is it so hard for men to be expressive in a relationship and and open their door to that? You fuck girls. (laughs) You let these hoes see all your, all your asshole, everything else. So why can't you show them that other side of you? Why can't you be vulnerable in that way? And sometimes it's that we don't know how we don't know how to really (laughs) express how we feel without getting angry. There's a lot of time I'm watching the housewives or a show and when they get all up in each other's faces and they can just talk about it, talk about it. I'm Monique. I'm about to slap you in your fucking face. You're going to get punched. I can't just sit up there and just be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're going to talk about my child or we're just going to go back and forth. I just, no, bitch, I'm going to punch you. Like, (laughs) so I as well have to get in touch with my emotions and really express how I feel because then a year later I'm thinking about a situation I just bust out crying because I held it in for so long I fucking suck at expressing myself it is so easy for me to just be a bitch because of how I've been treated that I've hardened hardened myself from being emotional like this year I have been so emotional and the people around me have been so fucking irritated with me well you know what let them be irritated because this is really me I'm sorry if you don't want to be responsible for how you made me feel and you don't want me to express it so you're gonna manipulate me into feeling like I'm just a crybaby but I'm not and I'm gonna tell you anyway how I feel you know why because I'm that fucking important and so are my feelings and we all should feel like that we all should feel like we're important enough to ourselves to express how we're feeling to someone else if you need to cry cry fucking cry it actually gives an a literal release and and helps your body when you release these emotions out of you just like how you sex is healthy is because you're getting out this nut so is crying and feeling it is healthy to feel like that it's healthy to get coddled after having a good cry it's healthy to call your friend and let them know that I'm not okay and I need to talk about it because nine times out of 10, when I talk to Jen, when I talk to Dee, I feel amazing after I talk to my girls, but I'm so scared to pick up the phone and tell them like I need them. And I don't know why that is so hard for us. Y'all, the breakdown will come. Whether or not someone is there is up to you. Lean on your support systems. And if you don't have them, find them. I know it's hard to lean and and express yourself and lean on people who don't care. Then you have to start by putting different people in your life who will care. Your family is your blood, but they may not always be the most supportive people. And you're just going to have to learn that the hard way. Your friends are always the people you choose. So start choosing the people who are really going to support you and be there for you. I feel like I need... Yeah, well, here's my blunt right here. I feel like I need to smoke real quick. And I wish I had enough time to masturbate. But of course, my child be knocking on the door any second. So let's take a break. Yup. Yeah.
Black All right, guys, we are back, and I am here to bring you my Black Sheep of the Week. My Black Sheep of the Week is a woman named Taylor K. Shaw. She founded um, BWA, which is Black Women's... Black Women... Oh, I'm sorry. Black Women Animate. It is a mission-driven animation studio that creates original content and offers production services to the industry's top studios and production companies. It's powered by all Black women. So it's basically like Black Anime. These, this Black woman founded a studio where it's just all Black women creating animation. So... I love this. They partnered with Cartoon Network this week to create a whole award ceremonies for black creatives. It's amazing. Please go check this out. Please go check this woman out. And um, I hope to, to, to bring some light to this because this is what Zuri wants to do. And this is what I would love to, for her to be a part of when she's older. She, My child already can create um, cartoons and and like the actual she can literally design 3d characters and actually make little small cartoons my child is a genius she taught herself from youtube on a little google phone she is so amazing i sat there and i was like i think it's time that i actually like create you a youtube and and help you run it but there shout out to cartoon network too for actually you know stepping up and doing this work and and taylor you go girl because i know that you put the foot to their their neck and just got this ball rolling. So that's my Black Sheep of the Week. I'm so proud of Black women for doing things and just, we never stop. Like, we may cry, we may be depressed and just go through it and trip over these dudes, but we never fucking stop. We will not let anyone keep us down or this world down. We have been saving the fucking world every day. Like, God is a Black woman and this is why. But yeah, that's my Black Sheep of the Week, you guys. And lastly, we're just going to do pop culture for the end because we have got a new Housewives franchise on the block. And I would not be me if I did not talk to you guys about it this week. So we are talking about the Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let me go look up their names because I don't fucking even remember. I know that... um I know that there's Mary, the black lady who, um, it's kind of like some, some Mormon cult like shit. It's very, this, this season is so fascinating. That's what it is. It's literal fascination that I cannot stop watching. <laughs> like the fact that the black woman on here who don't think she black and don't even recognize it's, it's amazing that there's a lady, Jen Shaw, who's Samoan or Hawaiian, something like that. She, um, she would consider herself black and Mary doesn't does things that are very anti-black and says things that are very anti-black. But um, Mary is the one who married her grandmother's husband, second husband. So she essentially married her grandpop-in-law, which, you know, is not that crazy if you really think. I'm just playing. That shit's fucking crazy as fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm judgment-free, but that shit's a little fucking weird. If yo dig, but in my grandma, it's like, I don't know if I want your dick and my pussy. Like, this is just crazy. Like, who can say that they went through life sharing dicks with their grandma? Like, that is some power to the people ass shit. Anyway, she's fascinating. 
her and this lady Jen. Oh, let's go through them. So Jen Shaw is the one with the plump lips who I'm not sure if her face is like this by um, genetics. Like maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Dr. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. She's she's cool so far. I like her so far. I know she's going to get on my nerves, but I like her so far. There's Heather, this white woman who likes the blacks and the gays, apparently, and she loves to tell you about it. I low-key like her and high-key think she's problematic, but I just can't dislike her. I just, I don't know what it is. Another one, Whitney Rose. I really like her. Oh, oh, Heather used to be super Mormon and then got a divorce and, and realized she likes all the things that you shouldn't like, which are the gays and the blacks and the, you know, the things white people are not supposed to be in cahoots with. Um, there's a lady, Whitney Rose, who had an affair with her boss and ended up just deciding to live her life. And her family is just now coming around saying, oh, you know, we accepted probably because she on this damn show. Which I think it is because you have plenty of time to realize after this past 10 years that you um, that we clearly was just going to be together, bitch. But fuck y'all. Anyways, I like Whitney a lot. And she um, she just seems very. I can't explain it. I don't know. She just seems if if you know, you know, I like Whitney. I, I think I will like her one of the best. She seems like one who won't get on my nerves. Um, and then there's two girls who look exactly like Meredith and oh I didn't even go see go click on them I just literally remembered that from Meredith and Lisa yeah Meredith and Lisa who um they definitely get on my nerves the most they seem very white privileged and um maybe not run into Karen but almost halfway to Karen they seem very that um but anyways Mary is fascinating because her and Jen get into it over Jen smelling like hospital and Mary saying that she traumatized by being in the hospital so long, but she had an elective surgery as to why she was in the hospital. It is so fucking crazy. So she goes on a confessional and is basically like, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to apologize for saying she smelled like hospital. She smelled like hospital. You mad at me because you're, um, Jen Shaw was at the hospital because her aunt, who is essentially her mom, had to get her legs amputated, which is very serious and sad. And, you know, Mary having all of the um, sympathy in the world for her says, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, her aunt was unhealthy anyway. If she in the hospital getting her legs amputated, it must have been she, she should have been drinking water. Like she literally just says whatever comes to mind. And I definitely was being sarcastic when I said empathetic. The bitch is awful. But it is something about her that is so fucking hilarious. I know right then and there, if I had watched that confessional back, me being all emotional as I am and in tune with my feelings, I would have beat her ass. I know you did not say, bitch, that my mama getting her legs amputated is because she was unhealthy. I don't give a damn if she ate a tub of butter every day. That's none of your goddamn business, bitch. So, you know, I'm just saying these housewives be having all of the ah, das, a tea. So <laughs> you guys have got to check out this damn franchise. Y'all got to watch it with me. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say this week. I have been um, still bopping and thoughting per usual. Um, I've calmed down because a lot of people at the post office, and I'm glad I'm not there anymore, have gotten Corona. So you know, responsibility has become of I in the past couple of weeks. Um, 
yeah, I'm just trying to think of everything that's been going on. It's been a frenzy. This will be my last year in Buda. And I've just got so many ventures to come. I have finally gotten in a place where I feel good enough to record because I've just been just been acting a fool with everything. And I'm just I know if if you know me, you know that I'm just all over the place. So I'm, I'm we back. Shit, we back, bitches. We're not going to take no more breaks. We're going to come to you every week. I love my producer, Cesar, because he's still working with me and, and helping me get through this damn rough patch I'm going through. Oh, I almost forgot. Metallic Forest, my friend, dropped his album this week. Go listen to um, Metallic Forest's album on all platforms. My favorite song on his album is High Fruit Taurus Corn Syrup. It is 59 seconds of greatness. I text him and I'm like, dude, why do you always make my favorite song the shortest? And he's like, bitch, why do you always pick the shortest song to be your favorite? And I was like, well, you got me there, my nigga. Um, there is a part on there that is like my literal fave. He goes, drive by time, lead a whole block looking like red wine. And I text him and I was like, this is low key about a shooting, but this is high key about me hoeing on my period. <laughs> he wrote back like, why are you like this? <laughs> Anyways, bye y'all.